The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Attention. Will the person who adopted this cat please contact me immediately? Written by Let's Split Up If you have this cat or know who has him, please contact me immediately. It is a life or death matter. I'm given the reward of $10,000. I know he looks cute, but please... Please, please, please do not keep this cat. I attached a picture of him in the description of this episode. Please, please don't keep him. Now, let me explain. You've heard of cats who can predict death, right? There was one who went viral for sleeping on the beds of terminally ill hospice patients hours before they died comforting them in their final hours well Malcolm is like that now he's two years old black with white on his chest and below his belly so that he looks like he has a bib and underpants cute as a button but not bright it took him a full month to learn his name and even after it finally clicked he'd forget and look around in astonishment any time one of the seniors cooed. Here, Malcolm, kitty boy. But he's a great therapy cat, and everyone loves him at Harmony Village Senior Living. He started his predictions with the terminally ill, and at first it was endearing. He'd hang around the bed of whoever was going to croak, sit on their laps with his paws on their chest. Sweet kitty boy, everyone said, giving comfort in people's final hours. And it's true, he did give comfort. I remember the first dead body I saw, a guy named Clarence, pre-Malcolm. Clarence had a stroke. They found him in bed, sold in his own filth, eyes bloodshot and face purple screaming like he died in the most horrible agony and was still screaming somewhere in hell. I shouldn't have looked. But since Malcolm, the deaths have been peaceful. I think people are just happy to go with the cute kitty beside them. But then, he started predicting the deaths of healthy people. Now, First was Bob, one of the younger residents. He used to run the weekly bingo. But after a game, he'd take the bingo ball roller back to his room. Seeing Malcolm hot on Bob's heels the last time was no surprise. Malcolm is obsessed with those bingo balls. But then, Bob never came out. 
We found him lying on his rug with the bingo ball scattered around him. Malcolm beside him, winking bright and shining eyes at us. And next to go was Cindy, a social worker who never finished her meeting. And after Cindy came Ralph, a visitor. And then Tom, the van driver. And wherever the bodies were found, whether it was in a chair, in the grass, slumped at the table, Malcolm was there. And in every case, their faces bore expressions of utmost serenity, as if they'd happily gone to the angels. And that's when I started to suspect that there was something more to this cat. I'd feel his luminescent eyes on me, and the hairs on my neck would prickle as I wondered if he was going to choose me next. But what if it wasn't malicious? I mean, he always got praised when people passed away. What if, I wondered, he thinks it's good when people die, and as long as he keeps getting praised, he'll just keep making it happen. Now when I told Kathy about my theory, she gathered him in her arms and told me protectively that he was just a little kitty boy. As for the seniors at Harmony Village, well, they dote on him as if he's their furry grandson. If I'd ever dared so much as suggest rehoming him, I'm pretty sure I would have had dozens of angry old people throwing whatever was on hand at me. Then last week, I arrived at work to see a little girl in a ponytail and frilly skirt running around giggling to and fro across the community room with Malcolm on her heels. All of the seniors looking on were laughing. Now, normally the little guy's a little bit of a dunce. Thing is, he had this look, this ferocious concentration as he kept pace, never letting her out of his sight. I snatched him up and said it was kitty food time, but the seniors booed me. Reluctantly, I set the squirming Malcolm back down. Meanwhile, the little girl used this distraction to make a break for it running out to the staircase as her great-grandmother cheered her on. And Malcolm flew out in a blur. Seconds later, there was this thud. The girl's father, who'd been chatting with the staff about the care for the great-grandmother, rushed out to the staircase. I heard him screaming her name. I tried to keep the residents back. Her eyes were closed as if in sleep, but I knew she would never wake up again. I felt that hair-raising sense of being watched, of, of luminescent pinpricks, of glowing eyes, and I looked up. There, poking his head out from the railing, the little shit who'd sent her soul away from Earth, was Malcolm. Well, you can guess what I did then. I put him in a sack and took him to the highway. 
but his pitiful mews got the best of me. So I veered off and dropped him at the animal shelter. Figured he'd be euthanized. Put to a peaceful sleep. Just like all the souls he sent away. But as soon as I walked back through the front doors at Harmony Village, I felt glowing eyes on me. That unblinking stare. I whirled and spun around, looking for him, but he was nowhere. The residents, of course, were all torn up about Malcolm. They assumed he got outside and made me put posters all around the neighborhood. Missing cat, $50 reward, with a ridiculous picture of him in a sweater. But then, last night... Another of the residents, Sandy, passed on. Sandy was never an animal lover, so I doubt Malcolm's company would have comforted her. But when I came in this morning and saw them willing her out, the orderly looked absolutely nauseated. He told me not to look, said it was worse than Clarence. And as he spoke, for a second, I saw those white pinpricks, unblinking eyes, reflected in his glasses. Of course, uh, seniors were all gossiping about Sandy. Naturally, they blamed her less than peaceful passing on Malcolm's absence. Remember old Winnie? I overheard one lady say to another. How bad her dementia was? She always talked about the eyes. The eyes. The woman motioned with two fingers, representing eyes staring, and staring at her. She was crazy. All that occult shit she was into. She wanted to curse Clarence. Remember how she stole his old shirt and used it as some ritual? Trying to steal his soul? That's right before she lost it, talking gibberish about how they're not eyes, but teeth. Says she couldn't send them back because they were too strong after Clarence. But she stopped all that talk when Malcolm showed up. Said he couldn't stop the deaths, but he was a good boy who could stop them from consuming more souls. And eventually they'd weaken and disappear. I was out the door, rushing back to the shelter but the animal shelter tells me that they no longer have him. So please, if you recently adopt this black cat pictured in the link in the description of this episode, please send him back. I know now it's not the cat's eyes that have been following me. I don't want to wind up like Clarence, like Sandy, face frozen in agonized scream. See, I realize now why the eyes don't blink. The longer they stare, the more I see. Swirling around the glowing edges, rows and rows of serrated points. The eyes don't blink because they're not eyes at all. They're teeth and they're hungry.